0: In the NFL draft, it's nice to have options, and the Packers have a ton of them in the 2023 NFL draft. As reports that the Packers and the Jets are re-engaging around trade talks, I look at a number of scenarios in this upcoming NFL draft for the Packers to find ways to fill needed holes. Different approaches. We bucket them to try and put together a group of what we might call roadmaps or playbooks with this upcoming NFL Draft.
1: You are Locked On Packers. I feel
0: like we can run the table. To do it.
1: Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team, Pop! every day. Touchdown!
0: You're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked On today to get 10% off your first month of real help at BetterHelp. So we did get this report from Ian Rappaport that uh, the Packers and the Jets had re-engaged in trade talks around Aaron Rodgers. And none of this is surprising. Um, They were close once, at least once, according to multiple reports, both in the moment and now. So there's a framework of a deal to be done. Why they re-engage now, I think, is obvious in a lot of ways, because the reporting that we have, and from what I understand, the 2023 compensation is essentially agreed to. It's a second round pick. Now, whether it's 42 or 43, I don't think materially matters that much if you're the Packers and you're, you're adding conditions you didn't want to add to that future first. You say, I want 42. And if you're saying, okay, well, some light conditions on that future first, then we'll take 43. Is that really a bargaining chip? I don't know. I don't think it matters that much. It's going to probably be a second. And a future something. But for the purposes of this, I don't actually think it matters because 42, 43, not materially that different. Um, the, the At the end of the show, we did this incredible thing and I've teased it on the show. Um, it was a, a ultimate NFL mock draft. And it's, you know, a bunch of our NFL hosts talking about these picks, going through a mock draft And I tell you what I did in our ultimate NFL mock draft. We get an explanation. We get an analysis of it. And then you hear from um, the the college host about the player that I picked. And I actually, I want to talk more about it when we do some of these trade downs because I think it's relevant because I I traded down. Let me just put that out there. But the first roadmap I want to go on is not about a trade down. It is, in fact, a trade up. And it is for Jackson's Smith the Jigbo. I have been JSN no matter what in this draft. And I think this Packers draft is about giving Jordan Love weapons. Giving him dynamic playmakers. You have tight ends in the second round that you can feel good about. If this were me, and it's not, But if it were me, I would move up to get Jackson Smith to Jigba. If I can get him at 10 and I did in this mock, you give up 78. The Packers haven't hit on a third round pick since Bill Clinton was in office. And so you can can feel good about moving up and getting the best receiver in this draft. He fits perfectly with Christian Watson, put him in the slot and let him go to work. And then the beauty of this is now I have two picks in round two, 42, 43, I think, And Ndike Uzoma would have been there. This is one of my guys. I'm going to talk about the my guy draft in a little bit. But this, I I think it's a great fit. I think he's a first-round talent. If he's there at 42, it's a no-brainer all day. Remember, I don't have the 74th pick or the 78th pick, excuse me. But I do have the 45th pick. And with that, I get to add Darnell Washington. And the reason I go edge first is because it's a more premium position. And I know that I have Sam Laporta in my back pocket. I have Luke Musgrave in my back pocket. I have Tucker Craft in my back pocket. And then on on day two or day three, I have, you know, Schoonmaker in my back pocket. I have Wiley in my back pocket, all those guys. I think this is going to be a, a two or three tight end draft to get a receiver that you can run offense through. And then a tight end who profiles as an elite blocker He's not. I don't think he's quite there yet, but profiles as an elite blocker who can become a pretty dynamic weapon in the passing game, at the very least in the red zone at first. But he's such a nightmare to tackle. I was watching Christian Gonzalez yesterday in the Oregon game and there are a couple of plays that not Washington in open space and you're just like, how? Do, no one wants to tackle this guy. I mean, DBs are making business decisions left and right. So this is a draft that if you're the Packers, you're going... What what we need to do more than anything else is to buttress Jordan Love, but you still want to add a little bit of juice to this pass rush. And I think someone like Anandika Uzoma is that juice, that twitch that you look for. So because I trade down in our mock that we do I was going to hold this one because I think there's a really good chance the draft ends up playing out like this because there is a receiver out of that top group. So let's say the Packers can't get up to draft Jackson's been the jig but they can't get up to 10 or something weird happens. Like the Falcons take him at eight and like you have a deal with Philadelphia. In, in our mock, our ultimate NFL mock, I had a deal with Philly. I was gonna move up and do this exact trade. And Lauren Cox, our friend over at Locked on Bears, sniped me at nine. I didn't think I'd have to get up to nine. And I think that's a bad pick. They need help on offensive line and defensive line way more than they need help at receiver. And I think there are there were players available to him, someone like Paris Johnson Jr. who just made more sense. And by the way, I love Paris Johnson Jr. So it's not even like give the Bears the worst player or the, the player that I, I want for the Packers, let him fall. I love Paris Johnson Jr. too. Neither of them ended up being available to me at 15, which is the reason that I traded back. So I think a trade back is the intuitive solution here. You can stick and pick, and we're going to talk about stick and pick options. Trading down makes a lot of sense if you are, are sure you want one of these top two tight ends. If you think the gap between Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid and the Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft tier guys, if you think that's a big gap, and I get it if you do, then you want to make sure you leave round one with that impact tight end. I think they're both that. We've talked a lot about Michael Mayer on the show only because I think if if I'm trying to prognosticate, if I'm trying to predict what the Packers would do, I think Mayer is that guy. I like Dalton Kincaid better comfortably. I think he could be in that like sort of Mark Andrews mold. I don't want to predict anyone is Travis Kelsey, but he's got a he's got a lot of those same movement skills. Like you it does sort of make you go, uh. But the thing about Kincaid that Andrews has is that body control and that ability to make a catch. And that Kelsey has this too. Make a catch and get upfield. Create after the catch. Really, really like that. So, in this scenario, and this is this is a scenario that I think is very much in play, especially with these top two players. You trade down, you get Michael Mayer, you still get him at 21. He is, and I know there's been a lot of like woo, 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 tight ends. He's 14 on the athletic consensus board right now. He's 24 on some other mocks that are on the internet, but the athletic board, the consensus board, he's 14. Then you, you get this these picks from the Chargers. You get the, the 54 and the Packers give up the fourth round picks, whatever, to even out the deal. And then you move back into the first round because receivers are going to come off the board and there just aren't any good ones after Jackson Smith and the Jigba, or they're not many. Cedric Tillman, his teammate, is another good one. But the other quote-unquote good ones, the Zay Flowers, the Josh Downses, the Tank Dells, they're tiny. The Packers are not going to be in on these guys. So I mentioned this the other day, the list of, of Packer receivers in this draft, really, really small. It's JSN, It's Jonathan Mingo, it's A.T. Perry, it's Rishi Rice. Like That's it, basically. We know they like Jalen Hyatt, so we add him to the mix. That's a very small pool from which to draw. And so if you have to be doing that, then I think you have to move up to secure that guy. And I think the Packers would be willing to do that. You move back, you use that extra capital to move back up. This is exactly, exactly what happened in 2008. 2018, did I save it well enough? Did you buy that I was saving it? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> when the Packers traded down for, Jer- for for out of the Derwin James spot, but really the Marcus Davenport spot, and moved back up for Jair Alexander, they get the future first. So in this case, you move down, you still get Michael Mayer, and then you move back up to get Jalen Hyatt, who you put him in the slot with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and you say... Okay, Michael Mayer, you've got the underneath. Everyone else, go long. Go deep. Just run, run, run. And Jordan Love will find you. F it, Christian Watson down there somewhere. F it, Jalen Hyatt's down there somewhere. And then you have to give up 45 and 54 to move up, but you still have 42 from the Aaron Rodgers trade. So you get to have Tommy Adebarre and you, you add on the edge. I think the Packers... There might be some players that they like more than, than I like. Someone like Keon White, who they had in for a visit. They're looking at all these guys, Anadike Ozoma, Will McDonald, Keon White. Now, this is a situation where um, they clearly want an edge in this range, but I didn't want to pick all the same guys like Anadike Ozoma was available here. But I didn't want to have him in my mock again because I'm just sort of like, well, this is we're not having any fun then if that's the case. And then at 78, a name that I just want to flag because I do think the Packers are going to draft a running back in this draft. I think it's probably going to be on day three, but Zach Charbonnet is someone that I just love. I just love. He's a great fit in Green Bay, can catch passes. And if you're not going to re-sign AJ Dillon, he's a bigger back without being, you know, the true hammer. Perfect compliment to Aaron Jones. I just, I really, really like this fit and I think it it makes a lot of sense for the Packers. All right, we're gonna talk about the stick and pick play. We're gonna talk about the My Guys draft and then we're gonna get to the ultimate NFL mock draft with the Packers pick in just a second. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We can all use a little bit of help from time to time. And it doesn't have to be anything super serious. Sometimes you just need to have a little help getting back on track. Getting to know yourself is a lifelong process. I'm, I know I'm still growing and changing and you have a kid and your whole life changes. You have two kids. Oh my gosh, my wife is due any day. It's going it's to be a whole other set of things. There's interpersonal dynamics in the world for you to deal with office politics. And sometimes it can make us doubt ourselves. It can make us... Wonder what to do or or where to go and and not be able to, to navigate all of these things. Getting help is easier than you think. Try BetterHelp. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule, and Inva- available entirely online. If you want it to be, you don't have to be on camera. You can get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/slash lockdown today to get started to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day, dayers. tomorrow on the show. Kevin Cole, formerly of Pro Football Focus, did a really cool study on tight ends and why certain tight ends work out and certain ones don't. And so he looked at this draft class he has some thoughts. We're going to have him on the show tomorrow to talk about that because the Packers are almost certainly taking multiple tight ends in this draft. So be good to get some uh, feedback from him on this one. Okay. Let's talk about if the Packers have to just stick and pick. They're sitting there at 15 and they're they're going, we're trying to trade down and, and the right guys are just not on the board for teams to want to go up. It takes two to tango and even even the like meager um investment that that you could get you're just like look i don't, we're not going to move down just to move down we're not getting anything good i don't it, at a certain point staying at 15 and knowing i'm going to get the guys that are on the board right now is worth more than the future fourth round pick or whatever nonsense you're getting so if that's the case if you're sticking at 15 for me i'm taking Dalton Kincaid, you can run your passing game through this. And and I think when you think about all the things that are appealing about Jackson Smith and Jigba for this offense, the ability to work in the middle of the field, to create mismatches from the slot, to be able to be tough and make catches and create after the catch, Dalton Kincaid can do all of that. He can do all of that. And so you're getting a very similar skill set, even if it's not the same player. It's not the same uh, size player, not really even the same style, but a lot of the same ways that you would deploy them. Again, exclusively from the slot. You could put Kincaid on the outside probably more readily than you would with JSN and say, okay, if you're going to play a bunch of of zone coverage, here's our tight end matched up on your corner. And we're going to have a receiver in the slot that you don't have anyone to account for. We're going to have two receivers in the slot And you don't have, unless you're playing dime, enough guys to deal with that. And if you're going to play dime, then here's this run down your throat. I, again, I think Dalton Kincaid is a better player, a better prospect than Michael Mayer. I think on his high end outcome, he can absolutely be one of the three or four best tight ends in the league, especially with Travis Kelsey aging out, George Kittle aging out. Like, who are the guys that you're stoked about? TJ Hawkinson is fine. By the way, his, his, Statistical profile, his athletic profile, not that much better than Michael Mayer's. and in fact, a lot of the statistical profile stuff, Michael Mayer beats him in terms of productivity, yards per route run, all that stuff. So, I, I just I I think, um, for Kincaid, he can he can be like the best tight end in the league. Like not not in a way that he's a future Hall of Famer, the way that Travis Kelsey is and, and George Kittle could have been and he stayed healthier. But could he be as good as Mark Andrews? Like Travis Kelsey, if he retires in two years and George Kittle, if he retires in two years, who are the other great tight ends in the league? There aren't that many guys. And so I think in two years, we could be talking about the best tight end in the league. That's really what I think of him as a player. So it's something to think about. Yeah, of course it is. That sounds great. Sign me up for that at 42. Um, This is just a a player that I really wanted to get in here. I don't know if this is the way that the Packers would view this. I think they would take a pass rusher here. But I wanted to get Cody Mock into my Mock. I think he is a terrific player, a top 40 kind of talent, someone who could come in right away and compete for you at guard. And if he doesn't win that job, you make him the backup center and he competes with Josh Myers, I might I might say, look, you're going to learn both of these in camp and we're going to give you the chance to compete at both. And if you win the job, you win the job. Congratulations. I like Mock much better than I like Josh Myers as a prospect. I'm not going to let Josh Myers' presen- presence on this roster dissuade me from drafting someone like this who is a Packers type athletically. He is a tackle who's going to move inside. I just, there's a tenacity to him, um, a vivacity. I I just, I think he's a Packers type and you just keep him in green and gold. At 45, Isaiah Foskey, athlete, pass rusher, physical, uh, flashes, some really nice pass rush moves. Is he developed? Is he there yet? Is he ready to go? No, but he's an elite athlete from a blue chip program with elite production in terms of sacks. What am I missing? He's a top 50 player all day. And then at 78, I grabbed the receiver. You go Dalton Kincaid, he's uh, an F tight end, someone who's going to play in the slot, then grab a boundary receiver. Reishi Rice can be that. Go win contested catch situations, he can play in the slot too, can get vertical on you. I, I understand um, he didn't play quite to the testing, but all that athletic ability in there tells you that there's there's raw material there to coach up. He produced at SMU. I, I think that he, makes, he will block I've said this before, he wins in some of the same ways as someone like young DeAndre Hopkins did. Not that he is that quality of player, he is not. But he is a little he's a little deceiving with how big and strong he is because he's not super tall. He's a little bit deceiving with how fast he is because he's kind of a long strider. He's a little bit deceiving with how good he is after the catch because he's not, you know, DK Metcalf to look at him. So it is a player that I think fits what Green Bay would look for. I don't, you know, there, there have been some, some questions about um, attitude. Bob McGinn has these, these great series of, of stuff from NFL insiders and evaluators and scouts and all this stuff. And we get all this great information. All some of the stuff on Jalen Carter is damning. Some of the stuff on Darnell, Wright. I mean, there was a quote on Jalen Carter. Go, go look at this at, at dot The, the tie website, like, a quote that you can't find anyone in the building to vouch for Jalen Carter. Like no one at Georgia would vouch for Jalen. That is damning. This is not that. Um, and guess what? If, if you're a little bit of a jerk as a receiver, I kind of like that. Like throw me the damn ball. Yes. Yes. As long as you're not upsetting team chemistry. Like I want a dog as a receiver. Same as corner. There are like a couple positions where pass rusher, you got to be a little crazy. Corner, you gotta be a little crazy. You have to, you have to have that dog in you. You have to. I need I need the DMX barks when you're coming out of the tunnel. That's what I need. I'm not gonna do them. But you know what I'm talking about. And it's the same. I want a receiver. At least I need to have one on my team at all times that is just a a pit bull. That is just a junkyard dog. And that was Alan Lazard. He was your he was your hockey goon. He was your enforcer. Here's was your, what did Matt LaFleur call him? A war daddy. You need some of these guys that are just going to go out and muscle you. Like Jamar Chase is fast. Jamar Chase will go up and out muscle you for the ball. He will run you over. You need, T Higgins will go up. You need some of these guys on your team. You need, Robert Woods even on, the, on that Rams team, he was tough. He was physical. You need guys like that. And the Packers, someone like this would get them that. All right, thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day, dayers. I mentioned Kevin Cole on the show tomorrow. Um, we've got a live show coming up on Thursday night, a live show coming up on Friday night on YouTube. So go check us out on the Locked On Packers YouTube page. So this is part of our Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft. You can go check it out um, on the Locked NFL YouTube feed. It's on the podcast feed as well. And... This was how this played out. I didn't get the guys that I want. Jackson's been I had a deal to move up. Didn't get him. I, I wanted to go Paris Johnson. There were some pass rushers I was looking at. And then I was like, well, I, I was making a decision on what tight end I wanted to draft or if I wanted to take a pass rusher. And I start getting these requests. Locked on commanders offered me Chase Young. Mm, questionable injury issues there. Locked on Jaguars. They offer me Josh Allen. And that's, that's when things changed. With the 24th overall selection in the 2023 Locked On Mock Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. But that's not all. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers. And yes, the Packers were supposed to pick at 15. They got calls, multiple calls in this case, from teams hoping to unload pass rushers. The Packers jumped at the opportunity to move down to grab Michael Mayer, a tight end who is a perfect fit in this Matt LaFleur offense, someone who can play that true Y, be an inline blocker, but also be split out probably half the time if you need him to be the most complete tight end prospect in this class. I didn't want to take him at 15. I feel great about taking him at 24 and adding Josh Allen, the pass rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now it's 15 and 45 for Josh Allen. The trade down plus the extra pick is about a second round pick, that 45th pick, plus um, a high third round pick if we're going by the Hill trade chart. So it's a lot to give up for Josh Allen. He's a really good player. And I don't think Preston Smith is going to last forever in Green Bay. Now you push Josh Allen with Rashawn Gary, both of whom need to get contracts, understanding that. But you are not going to have guys like David Bakhtiari under contract for much longer. So the Packers can absorb that money, plus have a really nice player in 2023 while Rashawn Gary is trying to get back. I expect the Packers to get picks in an Aaron Rodgers trade. So I felt like I had an extra second round pick to play with to add an impact pass rusher and an impact pass catcher. Uh, I think it's funny that, uh, that
2: the Peter thinks he's getting one of those second round picks from the, from the jets in the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> he might keep playing out into it's into next year's draft, but really interesting there. So you have at least a short-term, maybe not long-term edge in, in Josh Allen and you get yourself a tight end and they went with the Y tight end and Michael Mayer here. Uh, how do you like it for the green Bay Packers, man?
0: It's fine. I like Musgrave better. But I mean, again, we're splitting hairs. I I look at this tight end class and think there's four players that really stand out and they're all a little bit different shapes and sizes. Just depends what type you prefer. I'm certain Mayer will be a good player in the league and very useful for Jordan Love.
2: Keith, is uh, is Josh? Josh Allen's a really interesting player because he's Athletic is all get out coming out of the draft in, in 2019. Some people thought he should even go ahead of Nick Bosa in that draft class. He's been a good, not great player for the Jaguars. Um, as far as the trade for the Jaguars, getting rid of him and then the Packers adding a player like that along with, with Michael Mayer, how do you grade these things out? Yeah, I think that's what swings the pendulum for the the Green Bay Packers was that they was able to add another pass rusher while Rashawn Gary is returning back from an injury. So when I look at the Packers and, you know, basically in the first round with with, um, Josh Allen and then Michael Mayer, I think it's solid, man. Like you said, you added another piece for Jordan Love. You get, you know, you get a security blanket. You get a guy that's really good in contested catch situations. So Michael Mayer, I
0: approve. I think it was a good selection. And real quick, like Peter mentioned, who knows what happens or not, but after a trade down in round one and potentially, you know, possibly trading Aaron Rodgers, you may end up with what four or five day two picks or 24 to 60. And there's a lot of spots on this roster that could use some help. Absolutely.
2: Uh, The Packers would definitely not be done at this point in the NFL draft. And for some more analysis on the college side of things, locked on fighting Irish host Tyler. Wojciak with more on Michael Mayer.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Tyler Wojciak from the Locked On Irish Podcast, here to talk about Michael Mayer, the elite tight end prospect out of Notre Dame. And pretty much from the moment Mayer stepped on campus at Notre Dame, he was the guy at his position, which is pretty incredible, considering Notre Dame has as good of a claim as any to be considered the true tight end you in college football. As a true freshman, Mayer started over two upperclassmen, including junior Tommy Tremble, who would go on to be drafted in the third round of the ensuing NFL draft, as well as senior Brock Wright, who started for the Detroit Lions this past season. Mayer was as reliable as they come and was one of the most dominant players on the field throughout his entire career. He only missed one game in three seasons due to injury and hauled in 180 catches for nearly 2,100 yards in 18 touchdowns for his career. Those numbers were enough to put him in the record books forever as Mayer owns all of Notre Dame's major tight end career records, including touchdowns, receptions, and receiving yards, making him the greatest tight end ever at tight end U. As for Mayer's NFL projection, I think he's a surefire first-round pick, and I'm confident he has the highest floor of any player in this year's class. Whoever drafts him is getting a plug-and-play starter who, at worst, will be a multi-year starter and extremely productive player at the next level. He's a legit blocker. He has excellent ball skills, and he can play from any spot on the field. His testing numbers at the combine might not blow you away, but don't get it twisted. This guy is an elite football player and has the talent and the intangibles necessary to be a great player in the NFL.
2: Locked on NFL draft co-host Damian Parson on the selection of Michael Mayer to the Packers. The Green Bay Packers select... Michael Mayer tied out of Notre Dame. And I, I like this move for the Packers offense. Jordan Love, who's supposed to be the quarterback post Aaron Rodgers trade whenever it really happens. Michael, he, he will need some more bodies on this offense. And having the two explosive receivers in Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson from last year, now getting a Michael Mayer who, with those guys keeping safeties back, kind of opens up the middle of the field. When you think about two high safety looks in middle of the field open, I think Michael Mayer can be a good option for Jordan Love, a security blanket, a guy that's highly productive. The comp is Jason Witten. He's steady, Eddie. He just gets it done. And I think that will pair well for this team in Green Bay and a new quarterback.
0: Let me know what you think. I had a lot of fun. I know I understand. I'm gonna have to pay one of those guys, maybe both of those guys. I also look, I'm not paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million. Take the cap hit this year in dead money. Move forward. And then you have, you're paying Jordan Love on his fifth year option, 20 million next year, not 50. That, that is money that I can use. Thank you very much. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Like I said, Kevin Cole is gonna be on the show formerly a Pro Football Focus now, uh, writes um, at his website, Unexpected Points. Go check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we get to do this weekend, Thursday night, Friday night, we will be on the Locked on Packers YouTube page live after the draft so you can stay Locked on Packers.